This podcast is brought to you by the Voinovich School of Leadership and Public Affairs at Ohio University. Hi, everyone. I'm Bev Jones, and this is Jazzed About Work, where we talk about everything that might have an impact on your career. Today, we're talking with online job search expert Susan P. Joyce. She's been quoted in hundreds of books and articles and posts. And she runs two top career websites, jobhunt.org and workcoachcafe.com. Susan is a prolific writer, and she shares masses of excellent information about topics like how to create a modern resume, how to do well in a job interview, and how to launch a more effective search when it's time for your next career shift. Today, Susan will share some practical tips for building a smart online presence, including about how to make your LinkedIn profile work for you. Susan, I've I've noticed that career and job search experts often have resumes that are quite varied, and I think you might be an example of that. I I know that you started out as a Marine working in intelligence, and so how did you uh, go from being an intelligence expert to becoming a widely respected job search guru? Well, thank you for the kind words about being a widely accepted, uh, respected job search guru. I appreciate that. Uh it's an interesting career. I, I have a feeling that's part of the reason I write about what, what I write. And one of the reasons uh, I joined the Marine Corps was because um, I discovered in my last semester of college that what I was planning to do for a career, which was teach American history, was not going to work for me because student teaching was the last semester and it was the most miserable experience of my life and I count Marine Corps boot camp in that. Wow. (laughs) So uh, joining the Marine Corps was actually my recovery from my first uh, career mistake. And uh, it led me to um, my first layoff, which is when the Marine Corps and the whole Department of Defense was downsizing. I loved the job. It was a very, very interesting job. But then I moved to Massachusetts with my husband, and I was fortunate enough to be hired into uh, information technology at Harvard University in the central personnel office. And that was... um, that really sort of started me on this path, seeing how people were hired. Uh, learning the process from the employer's side was very interesting. And then uh, I moved on to get my MBA, and I worked in high tech for quite a while until I was laid off from there. And I was laid off at almost exactly the same time the internet was born, and I was fortunate enough that the internet had been my customer um, at uh, our company because we did the private government version of the internet before it became public. So I was able to help my other uh, fellow layoff uh, graduates um, to understand what was going on with this new industry that was growing very rapidly around here in Massachusetts. So that's that's kind of how I got started, was just helping other layoff graduates understand the Internet. 
And then I started teaching it to the local adult ed organizations um, to help people who were in job search mode at that time because back then in the mid-90s, Monster was even new and CareerBuilder and uh, there was a site called headhunter.net and a bunch of other sites that have since disappeared. Well, I want to get into um, the expertise you have and, and, and how online job search has really evolved. But I want to just go back to one thing, because you say it so lightly. You you had a real career disappointment when you discovered you were on the wrong path back at college, and and then you were laid off twice, and, and both times you found a way to, to bounce back and start moving in a new direction. Now, I, I know that uh, there was a very successful uh, pivot for you each of those times, but la- being laid off no matter what, no matter how well you know it's not your fault, is never uh, a comfortable time. It's it, it it's a it's daunting for many people. And by uh, navigating that process, you um, build resilience, and you can go uh, forward sometimes stronger than ever. But do you have any suggestions or hints or comments for for people who are in the search process and are feeling really down because they've been laid off and they don't know if they can ever be resilient again. Do you have any any suggestions on how they can keep moving? Well, the suggestion I have sort of goes back to a book I read a long time ago called The Power of Positive Thinking. And it's just sort of looking on the bright side of things. I've focused on how really incredibly fortunate I am to be where I am and, you know, with my family, with my home, with, um, in this country, you know, being grateful for things as basically as basic as the right to vote and electricity, you know, getting right down to it and, and, Looking more at the glass half full as opposed to the glass half empty, I guess, is another way to say it. I've uh, I've been able to do that, I think, based on reading that book so long ago. It just kept me focused there. I I know that book, and I've I've read a lot of books that have been written um, since there. Although that one is really a classic, and I recommend it. it it's it's clear that. Um, Optimism and positivity can be a choice. You can um, decide that you're going to uh, be co- be more positive, and and there are lots of ways you can work on that. One of the simple uh, questions I ask myself sometimes when I'm feeling discouraged or not confident or whatever, I ask myself, well, if I were confident and on the top of my game, what would I do next? And then I try to act like that, even though I don't feel like I can. But that, that's, a, that's really good encouragement, I think, for, for people uh, who are out there. So part of a job search is how you manage your inside. But what you really have been a leader in is how you manage your outside. You um, understand, um, I think, more deeply than most experts about how an online presence matters. Do you um, have suggestions for people who don't even know what that means? I mean, who've maybe always done their 
job search with their old-fashioned resume and they don't know where to begin? What is an online presence in its simplest way, and how do you start having one? Well, what I like to help people do is put themselves sort of um, on the other side of the desk, or as we used to say in the Marine Corps, know the enemy. What What is what's going on on the other side? And what's going on on the other side is easy to understand for most of us if we think about how much we use Google ourselves. Whether you're thinking about going to a movie or going to a restaurant or buying a smartphone or driving to um, a new city or whatever, we Google things. And we we do it relentlessly. I, there are something like billions of searches done on Google every day. And if you think about that mindset where you're trying to find out what's the best uh, movie to go to or the best pizza place that's close by, if you're in a new city, that's sort of the mindset that an employer has when they're in the process of filling a job, they want to hire the best person possible. And the best way for them to do that is to use Google and also these days to use LinkedIn as well to just learn more about who's out there and what's going on with the people who have applied. And also more and more these days to find qualified um job candidates. So let's break that in two a second. First, regarding the search, everybody has some kind of online presence, whether they know it or not. And even if their presence is an absence, it's still out there. In other words, if somebody searches for you because they've heard your name and they're interested in checking you out and there's nothing there they're going to think that person isn't doing much, right? So so even an right. absence says something about you. But but LinkedIn is a different matter because that requires um, some action on your part. I think a lot of people have heard about it as a good place to um, post your bio. Some people have maybe posted something. But there's still a lot of people who who don't really know how to use it. How So how do you get started becoming adept at working with LinkedIn for a job search? Where do you begin? Well, I think a, a good way to start, I believe LinkedIn, at least they used to have a very good tutorial that would help you get started. But if your mindset is, is firmly back in the world of resumes, then think of Google as sort of your resume on steroids. This is going to be a bigger resume than you've ever been able to do in your life. And with that kind of mindset, start adding information um, that's relevant to the job you want next to your LinkedIn profile with the focusing on the future. And one of the hardest parts about this, in the old days, we could be a little bit more generic. We could call ourselves, uh, I'm an MIS professional. And right now, being generic, even generic to the point of MIS professional, is not a good idea. 
it's much better to be focused on a specific field and hopefully a specific job with uh, a group of target employers. Well, there's room, isn't there, if you're interested in multiple possibilities um, to mention multiple keywords. I mean, you can um, provide detail. It doesn't have to be one linear path, right? Well, it doesn't have to be one linear path, but it's more effective It's if it's focused. If you're um, too general, like, well, I could do admin and I could do finance and I could do marketing. Those are not very closely related and you're going to look pretty unfocused there. And the other side of it is you're not going to have um, the right density of keywords in the right places. You're going to have a whole lot of different keywords in different areas. And so it's sort going to dilute the um, effectiveness of your LinkedIn profile. It's, it's better to be focused in marketing and preferably like B2B marketing or, um, you know, some part of the marketing world as opposed to all marketing in general. So you can demonstrate that you're accomplished in a specific area. And, and the great thing, of course, is this is not set in concrete. So exactly, you can put your profile out there, and if nothing happens, you can change it, right? Exactly. That's sort of the beauty of it, is that it's not something that you've printed off and sent to someone, and it's there forever in that particular form. This is something you can change on a daily basis. I mean, I don't recommend that unless you're you're in the in startup mode, but um, it's something you can absolutely change. And as as you change your career goals, as your career proceeds, you can certainly change the focus of your LinkedIn profile. And I will say one of the things that that concerns me the most, um, we do a, a weekly newsletter through Job Hunt, and. So often I will get a comment, someone will unsubscribe from the newsletter and they'll say the reason is because they got a job and I'm glad they got a job, but you know, the average length of a job is four years now and a lot can change in four years. It's a really good idea to continue to participate in LinkedIn even after you're employed and almost especially after you're employed. Stay Stay in LinkedIn, talk about your employer, your employer's products and services, promote your employer, and add your accomplishments and add the skills you've added and keep your profile up to date. Because my theory is within five years, we're not going to be applying for jobs. Jobs are going to be finding us. So you have to be searchable. But in meanwhile, while you have this new job for four years or whatever it is, LinkedIn is so full of rich information that you can be engaging in ways that can help you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can learn an enormous amount uh, on on something like two or three million articles, if not more, have been published on LinkedIn already. And uh, one of the great ways to promote yourself and your employer is to share good information about your field or your product. So, 
If a new article appears in a reputable source, link to it, share it with people. That raises your visibility and it also shares good information with other people. So it's a, it's a great twofer. We'll be back with Bev after this brief message. The Voinovich School of Leadership and Public Affairs at Ohio University is having an impact today while providing innovative education for tomorrow's leaders. The master's program in public administration and environmental studies leads students to greatness in nonprofit, environmental, public sector, and government settings. Learn to lead at the Voinovich School. We're now accepting applications. Information is available at ohio.edu backslash Voinovich School. I want to get back to LinkedIn in a second, but I, I do want to mention Job Hunt. You have just one of the great, big-time, wonderfully helpful career websites. And I want to get the name right because I know it's oh, there's something you. close. It's, it's job-hunt.org, right? That's right. I tell people, don't forget that darn hyphen in the middle. If you, uh, if you forget the hyphen, you go to a different website. Um, and uh, that website is not really focused on helping people with their job search. Well, I do recommend job-hunt.org because Thank um, you. There, there are a lot of career dilemmas that, that you address there. And, and that takes us back to LinkedIn. One of the things I, I read somewhere uh, that you were writing about is the dangers associated with LinkedIn. It's a wonderful tool, but some people um, are worried about it because there's some fake profiles out there and a little bit of scamming going on. Is that right? That's right. I've run into some fake profiles and, and um, some, some invitations to connect. I mean, Warren Buffett invited me to connect. Really? Yeah. Seriously? Warren Buffett? I don't think so. And there was a... Um, a U.S. Marine Corps general wearing a U.S. Army uh, or U.S. Air Force uniform. No, I don't think so. I recommend that people, before you accept um, a, a connection invitation from someone you don't know, check the profile. Do they have recommendations um, that seem to be real? Uh, you know, good grammar and spelling. Do they use good grammar and spelling in their... Um, in their profile, in the content of the profile, is the profile complete? Do they have more than, I, I actually have gotten to the point where if somebody doesn't have at least 100 connections, I'm not that interested in accepting their connection request. I'm a little skeptical. Um, I'm assuming anybody getting started is going to be able to accumulate um, 100 connections from family and friends and people they work with. So, I'm a little skeptical of uh, a profile that that's that skimpy on connections, um, but it's important to uh, when you're getting started with your profile to make it look complete and robust and have a good picture on it. And so that's what I look for when I'm looking at uh, the profile of someone who's invited me to connect. 
and I think it's also a very good idea to kind of have your own criteria about who you're going to connect with, uh, people in a specific location or people in a specific field or a combination of the two or, you know, it, something um, that gives you sort of a checklist to go through when you're looking at someone's profile before you accept an invitation to connect or before you send an invitation to connect. Two things I look for are the kinds of things people have written and whether there's a demonstrated interest in careers. If they are out there talking about careers, I probably would like to get to know them. Another one is um, the number of shared connections you have. If it says you have a dozen connections in common, well, this is somebody's already in my network, and and now they're just becoming accessible, right? That's right. I I do have a couple of people that I'm connected with because I'm connected to a fair number of recruiters and people in the career world who seem to accept connection requests from anybody and everybody. So I'm a little skeptical if that person or those people are the only ones this person is connected with that I know. But you're absolutely right. The more connections in in common, the better. And I've got another uh, very specific question about uh, LinkedIn profiles, because this is a a question I hear a lot from prospective clients and friends who are on the move. And that is, what do you put on your LinkedIn profile if you're between jobs? And they're asking um, at kind of high up and on your LinkedIn page, they ask what you're doing now, basically. What do you say if you finished one job six months ago and you're looking? Well, that's a great point uh, and a great question. That's something we actually did a lot of research at MIT about. And one of the things that you need to do is to look forward. So... Who do you want to work for? It's really important these days to have target employers and not just one or two or three or even five, but have 20 or 30 or 40 places that you think you'd like to work and you want to research them to make sure you want to work there. But see what they call the job you want. I worked with a job seeker a couple of years ago whose whose job title was admin wizard in her last job because they like to be cool where she worked, I guess. And um, there aren't that many jobs posted for admin wizards. She became an admin uh, wizard slash administrative assistant. And she focused her profile on that particular um, job, because that was the job she wanted. And administrative assistant or admin assistant is what her target employer's we're calling the job that she wanted. So you have to play a little bit sometimes to figure out what you're going to say about what you're seeking. That's right. That's right. You, you have to pay attention to where, where you're going. Uh, focus a little bit more on where you're going than where you've been uh, when, you're, when you're unemployed. And one of the greatest things you can do is... Um, Become active. Um, you know, volunteer or temp or take take some classes or do something that shows that you're not, 
you know, sitting home with your feet up watching TV all the time, which is what a lot of employers uh, suspect you're doing when you're unemployed. So I noticed that a, a lot of people who are making an intentional shift, and uh, maybe um, they take a package at a merger and they've gotten some time, one of the first things they do is line up some projects, a consulting gig here, or uh, even even though they might be not be paid much, they take a take on a project that'll help them build up a skill in a new area, and then that Great. gives them something to say about what they're doing now. Great, exactly. That's an excellent idea. Keeping it positive and forward-looking uh, is is seems to be the answer if you've got a gap and. Can I change gears now? I've got another very specific question, and I noticed you um, uh, wrote something somewhere in your vast empire, and I, I, I think <laughs> it's a question I hear a lot, or uh, more than I'd like to hear it. Um, and I'm thinking uh, of one friend in particular who I think just has a wonderful, strong presence. She's pretty adept on LinkedIn, and she has attracted a number of um, search possibilities. And she's uh, applied, responded, and I think she's been the finalist in maybe one of the finalists in maybe five searches. Oh, golly. And every time she may come in a number two, but she hasn't gotten an offer. So she's wondering, is it possible that um, there's somebody where she used to work or somebody among her references. It took a while for her to kind of think about her references. So how do you manage your references so you get a, a, a sense of what's happening? And can you, um, um, can you do something to have more targeted references you can rely on? That's, that's an excellent point. It's something references kill so many opportunities people aren't aware of um, how much damage a bad reference can do. One of the best things you can do is sort of build kind of a stable of uh, people who serve as references for you. Make sure they know what you're doing, have current copies of your resume, stay in touch with them, and don't don't refer all of them at the same time for every job. Sort of rotate them and try to kind of match them up with the opportunity. And then uh, prepare them. Let them know when you're going uh, to, to interview for a job because that's likely when you'll be asked for your references. And let them know what the job is. Let them know how excited you are about the job and tell them where you match the job. And try to really sort of set them up to help you succeed, to help them give you uh, the kind of reference that will result in a job offer. That's really good advice. I think people often take their references um, for granted and, and don't want to bother them, and so they don't keep them informed of what's happening. And then when that reference gets a call out of the blue, they may not be prepared to uh, be a very good advocate for you, even if they think highly of you. So that that's excellent advice. Can Thank I you. ask if you have any other um, maybe uh, parting advice for, for people who may just be starting a search or maybe they've kind of played with a search a little bit, but they haven't gotten serious? How, how do you, other than or beyond 
going to LinkedIn and starting your profile, how do you really launch a job search today? Well, sort of the hardest part of the job search, even before LinkedIn, is kind of figuring out what you want to do next. These days, you really need to have a target in mind. Because if you're too generic, you're going to be invisible. So one of the things I highly recommend to people is to, is to know where they want to go next. That doesn't mean they can't change their minds in two weeks or six weeks or six months. But, but have a target and focus your networking and your LinkedIn profile and your reading and everything else on that, go to meetings, um, have information. Informational interviews are a fabulous source of information about things. Say you're trying to choose between B2B marketing and B2C marketing. Talk to people who do that. Find out what those jobs are like. And if they happen to work for one of your target employers, even better. And at the end of that informational interview, ask about, who else you could talk to who could help you understand what this field is like and what these employers are like and what the industry is like and whether it's a good fit for you. So I think that's excellent advice. You create a target so that you know what you're going after, and then you start working your way towards something specific. And you can always change your mind, but if you have a target and you research it and you know what you're aiming for, you can get off to a good start, right? That's right. And it, it's so important. I mean, that's sort of when I think back to my college degree in education and the last semester discovering that student teaching didn't work for me. Oh, I wasted four years. Well, maybe nothing's really wasted. We're learning all <laughs> along the way. So I, I hope that's often the case. Well, thank you so much, Susan. You've got great tips. And I know you have a lot more on job dash hunt, right? Uh, right. And, and so people can um, um, find the answer to many of their questions there. So thanks a lot. Thank you very much. This was a pleasure and an honor. Today we've been talking with online job search expert Susan P. Joyce about how to manage your public profile and how to launch a job hunt that has the power to bring you the opportunities you really want. Today's career tip is that the job search process isn't what it used to be. As you get started, you'll need to have more than a good resume. For a broad and quick search, it's very important to have a smart online presence. This podcast is produced by WOUB Public Media. Adam Rich is our audio engineer. I'm your host, Beverly Jones author of Think Like an Entrepreneur, Act Like a CEO. If you have questions or suggestions for our show, please let us know. You can write to me at beverlyejones at me.com. That's B-E-V-E-R-L-Y-E-J-O-N-E-S at M-E dot com.